Hello, and welcome to the Lacrosse Matrix podcast, where stats make the story. Please enter the matrix now. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the Lacrosse Matrix podcast, where stats make the story. As always, I am your host, Adam Levy. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, episode number two of season two and episode number 22 overall of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast. If you didn't listen to our season premiere of season two last week, we did feature the Peterborough Lakers as they went on back in September to win their fourth straight Man Cup making history in their own right, and we talked to the players and coaches that made that happen and the the statistics behind that amazing achievement. So if you didn't listen to that episode, please go back and check it out. You can find it on Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts. But for this week, we are back on the NLL as the training camps are about to begin in just a few weeks, and we're starting with a guy who is making his homecoming debut in the NLL. He's been in the league for over 10 seasons, but he is coming back home this year to play for his hometown team. And I won't give away much more than that, but I will say that the reason we are featuring him is because he is reaching a couple of very important milestones. And that brings us to our amazing numbers of the week. Yes, as you remember, we don't always just have one number of the week. Sometimes we have multiple numbers of the week. And this week, our numbers are 200. 400 and 500. So without further ado, let's loosen up those buckles, but buckle up for safety. We can't have them too tight because we are going to be feasting on so many nuggets. We don't want to suffocate ourselves. And let's dive into the matrix. It doesn't matter what level we're talking about, Stephen Keogh is a winner at every level, and now the former Rochester Nighthawk slash Halifax Thunderbirds player and a former Colorado Mammoth player is coming home to play for the Toronto Rock after he signed a one-year deal with the Rock back on September 26th. Keogh is a Toronto native growing up in the Beaches area. He is one of the most famed Toronto Beaches junior players, and of course, he is a winner at every level he's been at, not only winning national championships in college with Syracuse or winning a Man Cup uh, with the Six Nation Chiefs, but also winning a Minto Cup with the Orangeville Northmen and also winning multiple championships with the Rochester Nighthawks. He is truly one of the best winners that the lacrosse world has seen in recent memory, and now he hopes to bring a title to his hometown city during this one-year deal. But we are focusing on him because he is, as I mentioned in the intro, closing in on a handful of milestones. Those are, he is four assists away from reaching 200 career assists, he is three points away from reaching 400 points, and he is 30 loose balls away from reaching 500 loose balls. Now, that's a lot on his plate, aside from wanting to win a championship with his hometown team, and he is going to get to each one of them if you just look at the math. Keo is averaging 2.96 points per game, entering his 11th year in the National Lacrosse League. 
So it's not surprising to think that he would reach that points milestone. As a, as we mentioned, he just needs three points there in his very first game of the season with the Rock. Now, for the four assists that he needs to reach 200 assists, while four-plus four assist games aren't as common for Keo. He has had multiple ones where he multiple games where he has had those, and his last one was December 2019, where he had four assists versus the Buffalo Bandits. And also, just so you know, his last three plus point game was just this last March. Again, it just happens to be against those Buffalo Bandits. He had two goals and two assists. Now, looking at the loose balls, that might be the most challenging for Keo, but he is on pace in his career averages to reach that 500 loose ball milestone at some point in the latter half of the season. Keo has averaged 47 loose balls per season, so needing only 30 loose balls means that he will very likely get there by the end of the season. So that will be very exciting if he can hit all three of those. And while we do have tons of stats and facts for you about Keo and his reaching the milestones potentially and also about his career as a whole, one of the key factors of his story is the fact that he is coming home. So why don't we hear Keo's thoughts on what it means to be playing for the Rock after cheering for them in the Toronto area and, and supporting those Rock? Yeah, so I grew up uh, right in Toronto, right in the, the beaches area and played for the Toronto Beaches minor system growing up, and then obviously uh, Toronto Beaches Junior A. So um, you know to be able to come home and play for the Toronto Rock, it's it's pretty special. Um, you know I'll be able to have more family out uh, to come watch me play. And uh, you know when I was a little kid, it was always kind of a dream to play for the Toronto Rock. I remember um, I used to always go to the games when they played at uh, Maple Leaf Gardens, and then when they moved over to the Air Canada Centre. So. It's something that I've always, uh, you know, dreamed of. But I think when I first kind of got drafted into the NLL, I was, you know, drafted to Rochester. So it was a, you know, an immediate kind of um, rivalry um, against Toronto right there. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's something that's always been in the back of my mind. And just the, with uh, what's going on in my life and uh, a new job, it's, it's the best thing for me. And, uh you know, I honestly think it's probably the best fit for me at uh, this point in my career, too. And, uh, you know, they got an unbelievable uh, roster there, and I'm just happy to, to be a part of it and do anything I can to help the team win. Now, I think it's only fair before we jump ahead to what could happen in Keo's future to look back at Keo's past. Obviously, now that he is moving on to the Toronto Rock, we have to look back at what he's done throughout his career. Playing more than seven seasons for the Rochester Nighthawks turned Halifax Thunderbirds. Keo spent all of his career with that one organization outside of a short stint a couple years in Colorado. And during that time with the, the old Rochester Nighthawks franchise slash now the Halifax Thunderbirds, he had 154 goals, 151 uh, assists, and 305 points. Now that is a huge impact aside from the championships that he also won with that club. So let's hear what his experience was like in the past playing for that organization before we move forward to hear what he thinks about playing for Toronto. Yeah, I think, um, you know, getting drafted to Rochester, I had a, you know, pretty good and unique relationship with uh, Kurt Stiers and then, uh, you know, Sid Smith and Cody Jamison coming out of Syracuse. They were, um, some of my best friends. So it was, uh, it was great getting drafted there and playing, but, uh, 
I think, um, you know, those years in Rochester really shaped uh, the player that I am today. Um, we had a great, great coaching staff. You know, I had great leaders on those teams. Uh, Michael Kersey, you know, my head coach that was in Halifax the last couple of years, he was, he was one of the players with me. And just the way he took care of himself on and off the floor, it's something that I kind of looked up to. And then, you know, guys like Dan Dawson and uh, Ryan Cousins was only there for a short period of time, but he's somebody that grew up in Toronto as well. And I, I looked up to him a lot. So um, there was a lot of great, players and great people that kind of helped shape me and uh, just the organization kind of um, made it to the player and the person that I am today. So those, uh, those three championships were amazing, but um, you know, just the whole experience there um, helped me out definitely with my career. So we've heard what Keogh thinks about his former time in Rochester and Halifax, but now let's listen to his new coach, head coach of the Toronto Rock, Matt Sawyer, on his thoughts of uh, why Keo was brought in and what he can bring to the table. Yeah, well, um, you know, it's something uh, that I can tell you that uh, we're uh, real excited about. And um, obviously, uh, it's been a long time since uh, I uh, had an opportunity to uh, to coach Stephen. He's, uh, um, you know, he's had a, a heck of a career um, himself and, uh just an opportunity that we had uh, in Toronto with uh, some of the changes we made uh, um, up front uh, this year. And, and um, you know, the uh, kind of the time was right from our standpoint. And, and uh, at the same time, uh, um, you know, he uh, was interested and, and uh, we're real excited about adding him to, uh, to the, uh, the mix of what we feel we already have on the front end. His, uh, you know, his career speaks uh, speaks for itself. Uh, the first thing that uh, uh, that jumps out at anyone is, um, you know, really he's a, an ultimate winner. Um, he was one at uh, every uh, level of lacrosse that he's, uh, um, you know, been at, going back to uh, uh, to junior, a middle cup in Orangeville, and and then um, you know NCAA championships uh, and NLL championships man cups just on and on so that's the first thing that uh, that jumps out at you um we had a uh, opening and a need for uh, um right-handed uh, offensive help and uh, he was a guy that very early um well, you know even at the end of last year you always look at who's potentially going to be free agents and he's somebody that we highlighted right away and we can't uh, couldn't be happier that uh, it worked out both ways and looking forward to seeing what the uh, the season brings. It'll be very interesting to see how Keo and the right side of that Toronto Rock offense is going to work together throughout the season because there has been significant changes. Obviously, Keo coming in when he hasn't been part of this Rock team will be an interesting dynamic. But then, of course, you have the, the absence now of Rob Hellier, who is with the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. He had obviously been with the Toronto Rock for a handful of years and was so uh, instrumental to the success of that Toronto Rock offense. But also you have a guy in Challen Rogers who has been one of the league's top transition guys and has played some offense, but now is going to be moving into a more full-time offensive role. So with different pieces coming into play here, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, throughout the season. So here's Challen's thoughts on Keo as a whole, and then we'll talk about Challen's other thoughts about how Keo and his veteran players presence and his veteran experience is going to be helpful to the Toronto Rock. Yeah, you know, I think with the addition of Keo, 
Um, he does so many of the little things right. He does them all the time, which, um, you know, is <clears throat> kind of hard to find in, in this league at times. And, um, you know, he's just able to kind of, first off, I mean, he's, he's got one of the better shots in this league and, and extremely hard. And, you know, obviously being on the other end of it, watching him shoot the ball, but it'll be nice to obviously have him on our side ripping the ball like that. But um, kind of like what I was saying before, he, he sets unbelievable picks and he's not afraid to, um, you know, stand up for people in the offensive end. Um, you know, he's, he's fought some heavyweights and come out on the right end of them. Um, so, you know, he brings so many things to this offense and it's not only his offensive, uh, you know, scoring ability. It's it's all the little things, loose balls, setting great picks, opening up his teammates and, um, you know, obviously capitalizing when he has the opportunity. Quickly, before we hear from Challen once more, it is important to note that Keo is not the only veteran joining the Rock this season. We have Corey Small, who is also joining the offense for the Toronto Rock. And then also on the defensive side of the ball, we have Chris Corbeil, the former captain of the Saskatchewan Rush, and now he is joining the Rock. So how are these three guys and the rest of the veterans on the team, you think of guys like Dan Dawson, how are they going to help put the Rock over the hump and possibly win them a NLL championship? I think it's invaluable. Um, you know, it's like you said, kind of losing Robbie this year. He was probably besides Dan, the only person that's won a, an all championship on our team. Um, but yeah, just the experience is, is just invaluable. You know, just knowing what it takes to win, the little things you have to do to get to that chance to win. Um, and, and, bring up Corey as well that just watching him shoot whenever we're kind of throwing the ball around and stuff he's he's gonna fit in this offense incredibly and um you know a guy that does need the ball but when he does get the ball you know he can he can bury and capitalize his opportunities so um you know I, I think he's a he's a great fit but um the experience we've gained from from winners you know winning the man cup winning the NLL championship um Mintos things like that it's it's great to, to have those additions to, to this team. To piggyback off of Hellier's point about the veterans, let's hear again from head coach Matt Sawyer and to hear his thoughts about why these three veterans were brought in and, and how the veterans overall are going to help this team. You know, they're good lacrosse players. And uh, um, at the, uh, you know, we weren't good enough last year. Uh, we, uh, um we like our team. We like our mix. We feel that uh, we're getting closer to our ultimate goal. But each and every year, you got to. Uh, we're always looking to make the the roster better. So, um, you know, these uh, uh, the three players that you mentioned um, are playing lacrosse at a high level. Uh, we feel that coming into our system and our team and our dressing room, um, they're going to get better. Or they're going to uh, make our team better um, at the same time. Uh, you mentioned the veteran, I guess, presence, we'll call it. Um, you know, I already talked about uh, Stephen and uh, his background of uh, of winning. Um, you know, Chris and Corey, the same. Uh, you know, you're able to add a, a, a captain of uh, a team that uh, won multiple championships and add them to an already uh, what we feel is a strong back end. Um, Chris is going to help us in, in all kinds of areas and, um, you know, Corey is one of the uh, 
um, and has been throughout his career, has been one of the uh, um, better left-handed shooters in the, in the league. And we feel that he's a, a real good fit for our offense up front. Uh, we think he's going to complement uh, um, what we do up, up there on both sides of the ball. But when you look at uh, Dan Craig and Zach Nance and what their strength is, which is, uh, you know, carrying the ball and their athleticism and breaking defenses down. Uh, we think Corey's going to be a real good complement to them to uh, getting to kind of open space and catch the shooting and filling the net up for us. Going back to the numbers just for a second, when we've and and we've alluded to the the championships that Keo and the Rochester Nighthawks won. Of course, those years were 2012, 2013, and 2014, and we've talked about the veteran leadership and the veteran presence. Now, let's think about what Keo has done in those important championship games. He did have one goal and two assists in the 2012 final, including what was deemed as the game-winning goal in the 9-6 final. And then in 2014, in that three-game series versus the Calgary Roughnecks, he had four goals in that series, including one game where he had a hat-trick that was game two of that 2004 series. Now, it's not just about the championship games. Of course, we've been talking about the milestones. So let's hear about what Keo thinks about the milestones and, and what he's most excited about in terms of those milestones. Yeah, I mean, every time you can reach a milestone, it, it's um, you know pretty special. Um, yeah, but it, it definitely does show how long I've been in the league and, uh, you just gotta, you know, um, thank like the teammates that I've had to help me get the, reach those milestones. But, uh, I think the, the one I'm looking forward to the most is probably the, uh, the loose balls. That's something I pride myself on getting to the, to the corners, to the dirty areas and, you know, getting the balls and uh, a reset for, for my team and, uh, giving us another chance to score. So that's something that I look forward to, but, uh, you know, it'd be nice to hit all, uh, all of those milestones this year. And then, um, you know, just focus one game at a time and just, uh, you know, at this point in my career, I just, I just want to win and, uh, do anything that, uh, can help the team. So if it's scoring a goal, getting an assist or a loose ball, that's something I look forward to. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for this season. Before we do get into our analyst of the week, and we do have an amazing analyst this week, I did just want to run through a few very kind of interesting statistics because while Keo is joining the Toronto Rock for the first time heading into his 11th year in the National Lacrosse League, he has played against the Toronto Rock plenty of times, 18 in fact, and in those 18 games he tallied 23 goals, 36 assists, and 73 loose balls. Now, he scored at least one goal in 14 of those 18 games, and in 2016, he set a career high against the Rock with 13 loose balls in one game. Also, in 2014, he lit up the Rock with a total of eight goals that season against them, which was tied for his most against any team that season. He had eight goals also against the Minnesota Swarm. And now it is time for our analyst of the week. This week, we have a guy who I have known for several years. He has his hands in so many areas of the lacrosse world, helping to grow the game in every way he can and specializing in amazing content that you can see all over. And now we have a chance to hear what he has to say about a guy that he knows so well in Stephen Keogh from his time up in Halifax, from his time with the Toronto Beaches. 
Austin Owens of the Lacrosse Flash and so many other places really can give insight as to who Keo is as a person and as a player on the floor. So we've got both takes from him. So without further ado, here's Austin Owens. Thanks for having me on again, Adam. I appreciate it. Um, I, I think this signing was just kind of a perfect storm for both teams. I mean, when you look at last season, I, I know your your podcast is very stat-based, and when you look at the stats, I don't think they really tell the whole story of Stephen Keogh's last season. I think, you know, for me, it's the eye test and seeing him play every game in Halifax last season. He was a guy that I think could have legitimately finished with 30 goals last season. I think you find a guy in him who played his role perfectly when did everything that was asked of him of the Halifax staff competed and battled night in, night out. He was that perfect heart and soul guy that, you know, quote unquote heart and soul guy that just does everything for his teammates, you know, goes in. He was probably the, I don't want to say every night in and out, because that would be doing a disservice to some of the guys on Halifax, but he was one of the guys that was just absolutely working his behind off every single night, loose balls, you know, setting picks, going after the second chance opportunities, he was putting in that extra work to be able to, you know, put his team in a position to get those extra goals, those extra, you know, loose ball sessions for wins. I would say for him offensively, and it sucked for to watch, he was just, I think he was just snake bitten. And, I, and there's no real metric to put for that. It was just, he was hitting, you know, hitting posts. I, I think just the luck wasn't going his way. And if a couple of those balls, you know, drop the other way, we're probably looking at a legitimate 30 goal and probably 50 point season for him. So yeah, the stats really only tell part of the story when it comes to Steve last season. He was, he was absolutely fantastic. He was a rock star for Halifax. I think he was one of the unsung heroes of that offense when he was in and um, with Toronto, just to kind of take the scenic road. Um, you know, that, that righty side would be interesting, right? With Rob Hellier out of the fold, they really, the guy to come in because Dan Dawson's, you know, going to be, I believe, 40 uh, by the midway point of the season. Tom Shriver is one of, if not the best player in the world right now. Um, and you have Josh Dalwick coming in who, you know, he, he's got to prove himself. He's still a rookie. So that righty side is really, really interesting. And I think having a guy like Stephen Keogh, it's just that veteran presence, that calm of he's won championships at every level. We talk about, you know, a guy that just has every trophy known to man. He's got it. NCAA, Minto, man, you know, NLL championships. He's a winner at every single level, and that's huge for a Toronto team that really wants to take that step and win a championship for the first time since 2011. Um, and just, he's, I think he's taking the next step in just being that veteran guy and being that leader in the room that, you know, he, he knows his role. He's not going to try and, you know, overstep his bounds. He's going to be a great team guy, a great person in that room. And just, you know, do what he needs to do and do the same thing he did in Halifax this year and just do everything that helps his team win. And so now that we've heard what Stephen Keogh is like on the floor, let's hear from Austin Owens about what he's like off the floor and how that can impact the Toronto Rock this season. Yeah, I don't think, you know, on and off the floor, I, he's a guy that I don't think I could speak highly enough about. He is such a class individual. He's one of the guys that you you want going to war for you and you'll go to war for him because he's such a great person um you know 
over the last year I've, I've gotten to know Steve through, you know, Halifax and also the Toronto beaches. And, you know, he's really helped the kids out. I think even with the beaches, he's one of the best Toronto beaches players to ever come out of that program. You know, he ended his career with Orangeville, but he really cut his teeth, you know, playing for his hometown team. He won the rookie of the year, I believe in 2004, He's really, you know, in that community. So just being around those kids, talking to them, he was coaching um, some of our futures team. Excuse me, that's something. He was coaching our futures team last year. He was our offensive coach. Um, and you can just tell the kids kind of gravitate towards him. He's a guy that, you know, the guys want to pick his brain because he's just, he's been in that situation. He's been around. Like I said, he, he's done everything and won everything. So he's a guy that you instantly kind of gravitate towards in the locker room. And just on top of that, I mean, he's just, he's a leader. And I think he's taken that last step, especially over the last year. I think just seeing in Halifax and talking to those guys, he sort of took that leadership role um, alongside, you know, the Cody Jamisons and the Scott Campbells and those guys of, you know, helping bring that locker room together. He really was one of the guys that made those guys mesh last year. And he's he's a guy that everybody loves. And he's, he's going to be an individual that's sorely missed in the Halifax room. Quite honestly, he's, he's a guy you can't replace overnight and probably not over a season or two he's going to be you know a tough one to replace with a culture standpoint thank you so much austin for that great analysis both on who stephen keogh is as a player on the floor but also who he is off the floor it's obviously a great privilege for so many people like us in the media who get to talk to players and coaches and staff and, and really get to know these guys in a different way. And so the fact that you have such insight and such a good relationship with Stephen, it was so great to to hear you and to have you sharing those experiences that you've had with him. And he really is one of the great guys in the NLL. So we do wish him the very best with Toronto as he comes back home. But now that does bring us to our Lacrosse Matrix podcast poll of the week, which you can always find at my Twitter at Adam Levy Sports. This week, I did ask you, as Stephen Keogh is coming home and he, as we've heard, can do so many different things. What is the most valuable asset of his that he is bringing back to the or that he is bringing to the Toronto Rock? I asked you if it was his shooting or his passing ability, his his ability to play tough or his ability to lose balls, that's one selection, if it's his leadership or if it's something else. With the majority of the vote, the playing tough and picking up loose balls got 54% of the vote. In second place with 28%, it was his leadership. At 12%, it was that shooting and passing ability. And then 6% of you said other Thank you so much to everyone who voted. Again, you can find that poll at Adam Levy Sports on Twitter. There will be a poll twin pinned up every single week for you guys to check out. So please go make your voices be heard. And now that we've got that Lacrosse Matrix podcast poll out of the way, unfortunately, that means that we are done for this edition of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast. But before we go, I did want to give a special thanks, as I always do, to all the guests who made this program possible this week. So, of course, thank you so much to Austin Owens, our analyst of the week, Challen Rogers for talking about his new teammate, Keo's head coach, Matt Sawyer, always a great talk with him. And of course, our featured guest this week, Stephen Keogh. Thank you so much to all of you for your time. And I look forward to speaking to you guys throughout the NLL season. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Lacrosse Matrix podcast this week. I can't wait to bring you another great episode next week. We're going to be heading out to the West Coast 
for the NLL and talk about a guy who has been shining in this league and maybe doesn't get all the uh, attention that he deserves. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to a few of his coaches and players next week. So that's a bit of a uh, cliffhanger for you. So stay tuned for next week's episode. I've been your host, Adam Levy.